What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks, and this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented to you today by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, bashless winbet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. So we are nearing, nearing the fantasy football playoffs. Playoffs. Some of it is two weeks away. Some of it's three weeks away. Um, it, it's it's getting there. And so today we're going to talk about some some trade targets. I know some of your leagues are done with trades, and I'm just you know I, I apologize that you're in those leagues. Um, my leagues typically go until around the playoffs. Um, I understand not wanting you know some collusion or something, especially in redraft, but Man, like some of these like before Thanksgiving trade deadlines, like that's 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 a tough commish, man. So yeah. uh, for me, I want to do some trades and I want to talk some trades I brought in. So obviously, like we got we got Brad here to talk about some of his buys and sells. We're also going to talk about the 2023 free agent running backs that we didn't get to on Monday. Brad, how are we doing today, sir? I'm good. I'm excited. I got a glass of horse soldier bourbon. I'm still in my work costume, I'm going to call it right now. I haven't even changed yet, but I'm so excited because I realized that something that we talked about pre, you know, like after week four actually happened for me. We said, hey, don't freak out if you start out 0-4. It's a long season. Well, not only did I start out 0-4, I started out 1-5 through the first six weeks in a league where I was the defending champion. I've gone on to win six weeks in a row, and I have locked in a playoff spot. It happens. So don't overreact to those first couple weeks of the season. We are living proof that every year, Teams that start out 0-4 or 1-5 get in. So I'm in a really damn good mood. I get to see Deshaun Watson play football this week. I'm just stoked, man. I'm just stoked. I get to see that $230 million guaranteed on the field and really, if we're honest, probably start to suck for the, for the first five or six games. So I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to look at the fantasy football uh, strength of schedule as well. Um, you know, when you're making these trades, you're looking at players and you don't want to go and make that purchase. And then you go look at their playoff schedule and go, bleep, <laughs> I wish I didn't do that. <laughs> um, so let's look at that. So let's just let's just go straight into it, Brad. Let's get into some quarterbacks. If I was going to go buy a quarterback right now, who, who, am I, who are you going to tell me to buy? I'm going to tell you to buy somebody who you don't even know who they're going to be playing for next year. Jimmy Garoppolo, currently the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Look, dude's been playing pretty damn well. Over the course of the last seven weeks, he's averaged 23 fantasy points per game. 23. That's that's not going to kill you. It's not going to win you a week. But you don't have to worry about him coming out and giving you that eight-point week based on what we've seen him do this year and he has the fifth easiest schedule for the remainder of the year and your playoffs when you're looking at teams like Seattle and Washington and Las Vegas over the course of the next four weeks. That is a juicy quarterback matchup, especially with the San Francisco 49ers, the way that they've been playing since the acquisition of Christian McCaffrey. Debo hopefully gets healthy and is good. Kittle being healthy. Ayuk really starting to flash 
They've got a good third wide receiver in Johnson. It's just really starting to mesh there. Their defense is playing well. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy that you could really go and get pretty cheap because of the uncertainty next year. And he's going to be a pretty good asset to your dynasty team. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love the show Move the Sticks. And they, they talk about are you, a, you know, are you a tractor? Are you a trailer? I wouldn't say Jimmy Garoppolo is a tractor. He does need to have the parts around him, but he does. He has one of the best, like collectively, one of the best rosters in football. And they are top three in the NFC. And he's just, he's a point guard out there. And he's just, all he's got to do is make sure he avoids that one or two Jimmy Garoppolo plays a game. Um, (laughs) But I think he's played himself into a spot next year. I mean, there's, there's no for sure this is going to be a starter. Like Bryce, you know, we have, Bryce, we have Bryce Young and we have CJ Stroud. You got Hernan Hooker, who people like. Will Levis, some people like. But Levis does not look like he's ready to start any NFL games right now. Hooker just you know, tore his ACL. He still has some things to do as far as his his footwork and and mechanics and things like that. And you know, Stroud just got he just got beat up pretty good by my Wolverines this weekend. Very um, good. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see. But Jimmy Garoppolo is most likely going to be starting for a team next year. You know, I, I feel also the commanders who try to get him this year are, are a good spot for him next year. Um, but there's plenty of spots. And I, I like that pick. Uh, and I'm going to I'm going to stick to the, you know, stick to the I don't know where they're going to play next year. And it's my boy, Geno Smith. I've been talking about Geno Smith all year. And I went and purchased him back when he was on Black Friday. Super cheap. Got him for a couple thirds in our league. Um, there's a couple of the leagues where I've got him for you know, a, a late second, you know, for, you know, a pick, a pick swap. Like I give a second for Gino and a third kind of a deal. And, you know, Gino Smith is, he's got two of the best. He's got two of the best receivers in the game. He's got a great running game. The offensive line's been much better than, than predicted. And he's got a great schedule. So if you go and get him now, that's, he's going to help you get to the playoffs. He's got the Rams. He's got the Panthers. Then he has the Samsung 49ers, which is not a great matchup to start your fantasy football playoffs. But then he gets the Chiefs and then he gets the Jets. And, you know, revenge match for Geno. We love those revenge matches. Um, but he's got he's got a, a running game that he can, you know, he can work with. You, you got the, uh, the pass catchers and the big playability. And he's been running the ball a lot more than people give him credit for. Uh, Geno Smith has had in the last six weeks, he has 48 yards, then he had seven, then 26, 38, 22, and 22. Giving you a nice little safe floor, that one or two extra points adds up pretty quick. So give me some Geno Smith. Let's check in with the sponsors and then tell you the quarterbacks that we are going to sell. All right. Yeah, and let me tell you about WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live Hopefully, in a state that you're in, could be Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, maybe even Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia to round it out and more to come. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. They have exclusive rewards in there right at your fingertips with Win Rewards and on WinBet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay? I got one going tonight, keeping my fingers crossed. WinBet is your home, and their WinBet Build Your Own Bet lets you customize the bet that you want to make and get some of those specifics in. They have great promos. Their odds and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. So are you ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer of bet $100, win $100. There are so many things to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, so I don't know if you have anybody to sell or if you want to go to the running backs. No, yeah, I actually put and the second guy that was shocking to me when I thought about it, I was like, I think I most people are selling this guy, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it on its head and I'm going to buy him right now. 
And it's going to be Russell Wilson. And people are panic selling right now. Sell, sell, sell. I think I'm I'm going to play the contrary. I'm going to be like, you know what? This is the lowest that Russell Wilson's going to get. I, I don't think it's going to go much lower. I am buying him right now when I can get him for a second round pick. I can get a starting quarterback in a super flex league for a second round pick who I get it. He's looked bad, but is he going to get worse than eight points this week? I don't think so. I think it might be a buy low opportunity for Russell Wilson today. He does have a good strength of schedule moving forward. He gets to play Arizona, the Rams and Kansas city. That's the eighth best schedule for the quarterback position moving forward. And I just have a, that window is going to close. All it's going to take is one good game and Russ's value is going to jump back up. So maybe it's a buy now, let him have that good game and then sell him if you want to. But I think I'm playing a little contrary right now and I might go try to get him on the cheap. Yeah. And so to say, I need to take a drink of bourbon. Yeah. You know, Russell Wilson, you know, I, I sold him earlier in the year and I thought, yeah, (laughs) I, I definitely had to, uh, I had to retreat, you know, And, and it's, it's ugly. And, you know, there's just, you know, there's a lot to say about the locker room stuff that, you know, he's losing the locker room. The teammates don't like him. And some of the bogus things that you're seeing from him, just, there's something about that. And, you know, he doesn't have the rushing side, rushing upside he used to. MVS and a third. You wouldn't give up MVS and a third for Russell Wilson in a dynasty Superflex league. Yeah. I mean, here, here's the deal. I give up MVS and a third for Russ, which that's fine. But do you feel comfortable throwing Russell Wilson in your lineup for the rest of the season? More so no. than MBS in my wide receiver or a bench spot or any well, third. And round that's pick. where you take yeah. that third that third round pick, and you you know that's a pretty low offer. Uh, that's a pretty low. Offer. You can get so, him for yeah, shit like if, that. Is worth if you it. can get that, then yeah, like I'm basically you're basically just you know tis the season, and you're giving me a <laughs> gift, or maybe that was just an offer from Maddie Daddy. Here but, he is for uh, a second alone. Here he is for Tom I, I'd Brady. Rather the second. I'd rather the second. Dynasty. You can keep Tom Brady over a guy who you know is going to play for a couple more years minimum. Like, <laughs> well, I just, that you know price my next guy. Low, man, you you know low. my next person. So my next person, let's get off Russell Wilson for a second. Um, Tom Brady. So I'm selling Tom Brady. And so I understand he's got, you know, the Tampa Bay offense. He's got. You know, he, he has Mike Evans, who scored one touchdown this year, has one top 10 performance this year. Uh, he's got Chris Godwin, got Rashad White, got all this stuff. Every single year, the last four years, Tom Brady has disappointed in the fantasy football playoffs. And, and this year, he's set up to do it again. He has a very tough schedule for the fantasy football playoffs, and he has to pass the ball to get you points. If Tom Brady runs for more than 10 yards... It's going to be all over ESPN because it happens maybe once, you know, once every two years. But the Tampa Bay schedule for, you know, week 14, 15, and 16, or 15, 16, and 17, it's tough. It's one of the one of the tougher ones in the league. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to have, you know, they're going to have one of the one of the third worst, third worst, 29th, 29th best. And then, or sorry, the third yeah, third worst, 29th best, and then the fifth. I'm just I'm you just stick away from Tom Brady and then you're you're not going to have any any value next year. So, sell Tom Brady while you can, get what you can from it because you're literally, you know, if you if you get Tom Brady and you get eliminated from the playoffs with Tom Brady and your team, he's going to retire there cuz he you know, he's likely not going to be back next year. All right, who do you got for us? All right, so moving on to the running back position, I'll go with my buy first. And I think my buy is a Cleveland Brown. I think I'm going to buy Kareem Hunt right now. He Look, he's been garbage for your fantasy team right now. I get it. But you can get him really damn cheap. Jordan Love and a fifth get you Kareem Hunt. Like, is Jordan Love even rostered? In some of these leagues, is this like, a super flex league or one quarterback? This is a super flex league. It was a super flex league. Um, a 24 second will get you cream hunt. And I'm looking at it from a maybe not a I need him to plug into my lineup 
But look, what happens if, God forbid, I'm knocking on every piece of wood I have around me right now, Nick Chubb gets hurt. Kareem Hunt is like the epitome of a high-value handcuff. So if I can give up, especially if I'm the Nick Chubb owner, a 24-second to get a guy who also is entering free agency next year. I know there's a lot of good free agents and a lot of running backs coming out of this rookie class, but there's a world where he has a role even next year. So I think that 24-second is good to solidify your roster this year as a Chubb owner and have that high-value handcuff in there. So I'm going to go make that move for a guy that we've seen be really explosive, and he looked really good the first four or five games this year. He was not only getting the snaps, he was getting the volume, and the snaps haven't gone away. He's still over 40% snap share every week. He's just not getting the carries anymore. He's down to like four or five carries a game, and it's just not working. So, you know, maybe you look at Deshaun Watson and that offense gets into a little bit different rhythm than what they were with Jacoby Brissett, and they get him get him involved a little more. But I think for the price, he's he's a guy worth buying right now. Yeah, and I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. And Alvin Kamara has – he's had one of the most difficult schedules in the league this year. And I know we, we've seen where he hasn't had um, – you know, it, it's been a changing offense the last couple of years. The different quarterback every year the last three years since Drew Brees has left. This is the – you know, this is the time where you can go get Kamara for the cheap. And if you want to go to the playoffs and bring somebody – if it, it, I've been that team, I've been the one seed and been knocked out by Alvin Kamara single-handedly with a 55 <laughs> point game. And, you know, you just, you know, like Kamara has done the opposite of Tom Brady. He's delivered in the playoffs. And so if, if he, if you can get him, add him to your team, that's already good. You're not going to have to pay as much for Kamara right now. He's older. He's coming off a couple of bad games in a row. We got the suspension looming. Go out there. Don't go and buy him for a 2023 first. That's too much. But if you can go get him for a reasonable price, I would go see what the, see what it, it looks like. And I think that you can. I think you can go get him for that. And looking at the, the schedule, the New Orleans Saints have the number one schedule per Ian Horowitz, 25, uh, 25th rank, the 30th rank, and the 23rd rank. So 26th on average as far as the points given to the running back position. He's just going to eat in the fantasy playoffs. So if, if you get there, go get Kamara on your roster. Who you can sell? Yeah, real quick, just a couple offers, right, to give people kind of a, a some guidance on Kamara because Kamara in the past has been very expensive, right? So people may be looking at that and being like, well, what is a good price to get him for? Would you rather have Alvin Kamara or 24 first? I trade a 24 first for Kamara earlier in the season. There you go. Okay. Would you take AJ Dillon in a second or Alvin Kamara? Kamara. Yeah. Would you take Kamara or Kyron Williams, which is just, that's nonsense to me. Right. Yeah. So I, there's a range there. I'm not saying you're going to get him for Kyron Williams, but you know, if you can move that two year out first, uh, if you can move that, you know, handcuffing a second for him. That's definitely, definitely 100% in agreement. All right, my cell, my cell. It pains me actually a little bit because I was a little bit higher on him early in the season. And that's going to be Ezekiel Elliott running back for the Dallas Cowboys. And this dude's been on a tear the last four games that he's played. The last four games that he was healthy, he's had six touchdowns over those games. He's averaged over 16 fantasy points per game for you right now, right? He's been locked in. He's back over that 50% snap share since he got hurt a couple weeks ago. But Tony Pollard is looming. But the contract next year is looming. Sell, sell, sell. Six touchdowns over the last four weeks. Like, there is no better sell window for Ezekiel Elliott than right now. He's back up to dominating the snaps. And I say dominating as in he's taking the majority of snaps and he's scoring a shit ton of touchdowns. So if you can move him, move him. I'm telling you, I'd probably take a second for Ezekiel Elliott right now, unless I'm in a contending situation. Obviously, I'm not taking that move. But if I'm looking to move off of Zeke, I'm taking a 23 second for him anywhere I can get it. Yeah, we talked about it on Monday. You know, he's another one of those players where like, 
if he had a significant injury, his value would just tank. And, you know, like I missed my window with Leonard Fournette where I have a couple shares of Leonard Fournette and it's just not going to happen. Like I just can't get anything for him right now. And so, you know, my guy, I, I think depending on your situation could be a buy or a sell. So I think if you are a contender, Jamal Williams is someone that you want to get on your roster. This guy leads the NFL in points. He's got more touchdowns than the entire Denver Broncos. This guy is is getting in the end zone every single week. And if you you're looking at Detroit, they have, you know, they have one of the better schedules. They have the 10th best schedule. And the, in week 17, they have the, the well week week 15, it's the 12th best. Week week 16 is 24th best. Then the 27th best, week 17. Week 17, they are going against the Chicago Bears. So if you got Jamal Williams on your team, that's guaranteed at least one touchdown against the Bears. And so um, if you're selling, Jamal Williams could have no value, like could have very little value next year. He's a free agent. Who knows where he's going to go? Could stay with the Lions. We still don't know what's going on with the DeAndre Swift situation. I have my own thoughts on it, but there's there's a lot. But Jamal Williams is an older running back. And we've seen these older running backs have these huge TD years, and then poof, they're gone. And so, yeah. So for me, I'm going to sell and get out of there. But if you're going to go and buy somebody, like you're going to get a lot more points for him than you know than buying you know buying some of these other guys up. And uh, and he could have some value next year. So you're not necessarily all like just buying someone for just one year but most likely you're buying it for one year. And that's why the price is going to be pretty low. Yeah. It's I've tried to get him in really one league where I'd really like to have like a third running back right now. All my flex are with stud wide receivers. Right. But I want that third running back that I don't want to, you know, just sit on my bench and pay up for that. I've been trying to get him for a late 23 second and I can't get it done. He wants more than that. He wants something on top. And I can't bring myself to do that for a three-game rental, a four-game rental. I heard a very smart guy tell me at one time, don't let a third-round pick get in the way of you getting the deal done. So just throw that 24-third out there and make it happen. I like it. it. Go get it done. Get it done. I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. Yeah, man. So, you know, listen to smart guys like you. That's where (laughs) I I learned that. So um, let's go to receivers. What receiver are you buying? I'm buying Tyler Lockett. It's He's an older receiver. I get it. He's 30. But you take a look at his contract situation. He's locked. He's pretty much guaranteed to be with the Seattle uh, Seahawks fun. next year. He's pretty much guaranteed to be tied with what looks like Geno Smith, who really enjoys himself some Tyler Lockett right now. Look, this guy doesn't see the number one corner on any team. Because DK Metcalf is there this year, he doesn't have a great playoff schedule. It's about the he's right right in the middle, fifteenth. But he gets to play San Francisco's second cornerback, Kansas City's second quarterback, and the Jets' second cornerback. Right, so I like the situation that he's in. He's a guy that can stretch the field. Uh, he's on target for his second most receptions and second most targets of his career but the most touchdowns of his career. So he's really looking at a career year with Geno Smith, believe it or not. It's absolutely crazy. And the fact that that contract is going to guarantee me that I got a player in a very similar situation next year, I'm okay to pay for him. When I can move McCall Hardman, Hunter Renfro, and a third for Tyler Lockett right now, I'm smashing that all day long. If I can move a 23 second for him, which has happened, all these trades are via, uh, you know, either DLF, you can see him or uh, Dynasty Nerds, you can see him in there as well. Those are trades that have actually happened. And I think that's fair value from a Dynasty perspective. If I can move a 23 second for him, I'm doing that as well. So I think Tyler Lockett at the price point and his performance right now and what I expect next year to be, he's he's definitely a Dynasty buy for me. Yeah, no, and I like all that. I was definitely looking at Tyler Lockett as somebody that I I would target for the exact same reasons. Yeah. Um, I actually just traded for him today, about an hour ago. So, so I'll let you critique me on air real quick. 
So this is a single QB league. I moved to first and two twenty-four thirds. Two twenty-four thirds and a first this year for Kyler Murray, my starting quarterback in that league. I'm a playoff team. One QB is Tom Brady, who you said eh, not looking good. Uh, Kyler Murray and Tyler Lockett. So basically a 23 first for Murray and Lockett in a single QB league, right? Not a super flex, but a single QB. Is that good? Bad? Does that seem fair? It's hard to give up a single quarterback, a single quarterback league, hard to give up first, but you're getting two starters for a first. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm the, fine with the, that. That's you where know, I was I'm at. Not, Tom Brady's starting is not great. <laughs> no. Sure, so. And so I, I want to go back to this Tom Brady thing in the playoffs because it's it's real. So so Tom Brady, you know, in the in the fantasy playoffs last year, um, he started out week week. You know, these these points are all whacked in this league. Here I'll look real quick. That that league, there's like uh, bonuses and stuff. Oh yeah, no. And I'm like, yeah, that's not that's not what he did. All right, so, so Tom- last year he had four points, 16 points, and then 33 against the Jets in week 17. Yeah, the other league I had 44 points. I'm like, that's not right. 2019, week 14, 12 points. Week 15, 16 points. Week uh, 16, 19 points. And then week 17, 18 points. And then uh, he was a little better in 2020. He had 14 points, 27 points, and then 37 points week 16. Um, so a little bit, a little better on, on that year. But Tom Brady is, you know, he's he's let us down. And um yeah, and he hasn't proven that he's gonna not do that this year. He has not been great. Yeah, and so uh for me, back to you know, like I said, Tyler Lockett, love that. Geno Smith is one of the reasons I picked that. I actually was trying to trade for Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf today. And I threw the guy, he's got both. So I threw him the same exact offer for both players. It's redraft just to see what he'd say. <laughs> yeah. And so we'll see. I'm still uh, still waiting for him. Actually, he he countered with Finger an offer. Finger crossed for you. He, he, he countered for me. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Uh, so he has not accepted yet, but he sent, sent me a counter and I rejected it. Um, <laughs> so uh, my my sell is, is DJ Moore. And I'm going to go straight to the cell. Um, originally, I wrote him down as a, as, a, as a buy. But it's just like every single year. And we looked at the contract situation. This guy's stuck in Carolina. And I don't know who the coach is going to be next year. I don't know who the quarterback is going to be next year. And they just played themselves out of a top five draft pick. They were sitting at two. And then they beat the Broncos. And then the Lions lost. And everybody jumped them. So the Chicago Bears, the Houston Texans, the Denver Broncos, Detroit Lions are all sitting ahead of them. And all of them could, they could all get a quarterback, minus probably the Bears. Or they could all trade out. Or they can call Carolina and say, show me the money. And, you know, so Carolina is in a bad spot because if that happens, then they're going to have to trade away all those picks they got for Christian McCaffrey to move up two spots to get a quarterback. And so DJ Moore is just in this spot where it's just not good. It's just not good. And you finally got a little glimmer of, of hope with Sam Darnold in there. That's how bad it is. Take advantage, get out, like get out. DJ Moore has just always been a player that like everyone has an infatuation for, but he hasn't been as good as people want him to be. And so that's why I'm selling DJ Moore. Um, you can at me at Maddie Daddy Presents on Twitter. <laughs> nice, nice. So I gotta, I, I want to segue just real quick before we get to the the wide receiver one. And you talk about the situation that Carolina finds themselves in, possibly losing out on the top three quarterbacks in the draft. I, I don't think there's a world where Will Levis goes top five right now. He just hasn't played well in the second half of the college football season. But with that aside. Everybody seems to forget about Matt Corral. Do we think there's a chance that he's the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers going into next season, or at least gets a chance to compete for the starting job? There's a chance, but um, I mean, one, he's a day th- day three pick. Yep. 
he was passed up. They passed up on, on Matt Corral. And don't get me wrong, I don't know if this crew of, of uh, decision makers is really the most <laughs> the, the best judge of character of quarterback. But he's well, this is one of the worst quarterback situations in football. And and he's you know, he was passed up on for them to trade for Baker Mayfield. And then they, you know, kept Sam Darnold on the roster, kept PJ Walker on the roster. And I know he got hurt, but you know, it, that that right there is just I don't know. I, well, that's I think what I wonder about it, right? Is is he can't right? They brought Baker in assuming that Baker was going to be playoff form from a year and a half ago, right? That didn't happen. They drafted Matt Corral to kind of add some depth. When he got hurt is when we're looking at okay, PJ Walker's making the the roster and the, and getting a chance to start because Baker sucks and Sam Darnold's still not healthy yet. So I'm just you know people are gonna ask like, hey, this guy's sitting on my taxi squad. What do I do with him? You know. So when you talk about DJ Moore and the team and quarterbacks and where they're drafting, that comes into play, right? What if they fall out of that and they trade back? They say, you know what? We're not playing this game. We're going to trade back because Will Levis did get taken top five. And we're not going to settle for the fourth best quarterback at the number five spot. So we're going to actually trade back and add more draft picks or whatever. And we're going to try to see what Matt Corral's got. But I, I get it. It's, he didn't do anything that made them think he could start this year, at least. So Yeah. I, I'm, I just, yeah, I don't have too much faith in it. Um, no. I didn't go, I didn't do my wide receiver sell. You, you, uh, my buy. You, what choose your wide receiver sell? Yeah, so my wide receiver sells Juju right now. So, look, you got to push a narrative with Juju. He's had eight-plus targets in six of his eight games. He's had 78 or 75-plus yards in six of his eight games. His playoff schedule is not good. He's on a one-year deal in Kansas City. We hope he re-signs with Kansas City and, tie, and is tied to Patrick Mahomes. But we've seen this before we've seen free agent wide receivers like Kenny Galladay go to a really bad situation where it just didn't work out. Do we see a similar thing with Juju? If he's not playing with Patrick Mahomes, is there a quarterback or a situation somewhere where we're like, we kind of like that, right? Cleveland and Deshaun Watson's not taking him. Justin Herbert, they're not adding him with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams there. You know, some of it, Josh Allen, does he go there with Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs? Maybe, maybe not. Right, but even then, he's looking as a, a you know a third fiddle to, in the grand scheme of things. So, I think you got to push the narrative and get out from under Juju before free agency hits because his his value could plummet. Right, and he's had a, a rough couple games since he came back from injury, so that's going to be tough. Uh, but if you get a sell window, let's say he blows up this week, maybe you you wait until that happens, or maybe you give him a couple more weeks if your trade deadline is later on in the season, but you've got to figure out a way to sell Juju Smith-Schuster for something of value right now. Yeah, and so this this is another one that could be a buy or a sell, depending on what side of the coin you're on. But if you're looking to buy a receiver that is going to be able to produce this year and produce at a high level, and that's Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is coming back. He's been banged up. Justin Herbert's starting to heat up. And Keenan Allen is heating up. I get it. There's some risk because he just came back off soft tissue injury. You don't want to go buy him and have the same thing happen. But that's why the price, I believe, is going to be right. And Brad, I don't know if you can look up some Keenan Allen trades, but yeah. Keenan Allen is not someone that's going to cost you a whole lot. So as far as someone you're looking to buy, you're you're going to pay wide receiver three, wide receiver 20 prices and you could get a top 10 receiver PPR the rest of the year. And next year you'll still have Keenan Allen. I get it. It's a depreciating asset. And that's why the price is going to be right on the other end of it. If you're someone that's not competing or you happen to have a good enough receiver room that you want to get out, you want to probably get out a year early because he still has, he still can produce the rest of the season this year. But he's another one of those players that, you know, if he gets an injury next year, could be a Julio situation where he's just kind of boom, done. And so um, that that's that's my thing. But Keenan Allen, uh, he's in, in PPR leagues especially, uh, he's just uh, – he's, he's a monster. 
Yeah, so there's there's a, a good variety of trades that we're looking at right now. Would you rather have Keenan Allen or a nice little rebuild move to get Darnell Mooney and a 23 third? Yeah, if if I am a competing team, I will go make that move. And we like Mooney, but do we like Mooney enough that it's really going to matter? Like there's so many good receivers that I'm okay with making that move. Because there's, yeah. I can replace Mooney, and I probably have somebody on my team that can already replace him before Keenan Allen even comes in. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that 100%. Would you rather have Keenan Allen or Kyon Williams and a couple thirds? Yeah. I, right? I'm not would a you, Kyron Williams guy. Yeah. Would you rather have Keenan Allen or Kadarius Tony in a 24 second? Oof. Well, I can see doing both. I think Kadarius Tony in a dynasty is a good long-term play. I don't think he's going to do much this year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you could do that, and you could be an idiot because Kadarius Tony blows up. Or you could be, you know, like you're just basically trading him for a second because Tony's had pretty much no value. Yep, yep. So good variety, right? You could get a nice young player in Darnell Mooney if you like Mooney and and adding a pick there if you're – if you got Kyron Williams selling him high to, to get Keenan Allen, I think is a great move. Moving a, a couple seconds or a second and a third, I think you could probably get the deal done. Also, if you've got, you know, let's say you got a plethora of seconds and thirds, right? I've got a couple leagues where I've got like four seconds and five thirds, but no first, right? I'm definitely moving a second and a third for Keenan Allen in a situation like that, right? Yeah, I know your league. I, I'm in a couple leagues where I got a whole bunch of picks. And there's like three or four taxi spots. And so, yeah. like, usually I'm, what I'm going to do is probably trade back, you know, trade back from 305 to 311 and get a third next year. But, you know, when it comes down to it, you can only kind of be able to put so many people on your taxi. And you already got some guys there probably. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it's uh, – I, I like those moves. And I, like I said, I think Keenan Allen, because of how this year's been – you, but if he has another game, like, like NBA Jam rules, if he has three weeks in a row that are really good, you're not going to be able to get him for as cheap as we just said. No, so yeah, uh, no, let's no. go to tight ends before we get to the running backs and get out of here. Tight ends, we're just going to give you the – I don't know if you have – do you have any sells? I only have one buy. No, I just got the buy. Yeah, just have a buy right now. You can go first. You can pick and choose because we picked the same guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Tyler Conklin. I think the price is just right, right? Nobody's thinking about Tyler Conklin as a, a big-time tight end asset, but he's only 27. He got a three-year, $20 million deal in New York, and he's getting high-value targets. I know, you know, Mike White, he only saw three targets, but he did a lot with those three targets. I think he had just over 50 yards or right at 50 yards receiving we saw him with Joe Flacco drawing seven, eight, nine targets a game. The The New York Jets really like him. And even though they brought in him and C.J. Uzama, that injury to Uzama really opened the door for Conklin. And we've seen him excel when given the opportunity. So I think he's a guy you can get dirt cheap. I got him in a redraft league off the waiver wire, which is dumb. Like, what are, what are you guys doing? So go check your waiver wire in redraft leagues and see if he's out there. But even in dynasty leagues, like I said, he's 27. That's not old for a tight end. That's actually pretty young for a tight end. And we've seen him produce when given the opportunity with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. And now we've seen it in New York. So I think you got to come around and say, look, Tyler Conklin is a good football player. He's a good football player. And I think there's a roster spot for you to utilize on him right now. Yeah, he's he's much more than just a catch and fall down tight end. He's yeah. you know he was getting some yards after the catch the other day, and as long as Zach Wilson is not the quarterback, they throw the ball a lot more. And yeah. so um, we've seen the passing volume go up. I will put a caveat on this for everyone that's excited about the Jets' offense. They played against the Bears last week. Yeah, the Trevor Simeon led Bears. Let's. Calm down. I also picked up Zonovan Knight. I also picked up Mike White in the league. But let's pump the brakes. And Mike White went out last year and lit the world on fire. And then two weeks later had zero TDs, three interceptions, or four interceptions, I think. It's possible that this dude lights the world on fire the rest of the year. Look, he plays Minnesota this week. Then they play Buffalo. That's probably going to be rough. 
But then they played Detroit and Jacksonville and then Seattle and then Miami, like teams that are really bad against the quarterback and the tight end position. So Tyler Conklin and Mike White might might be sweet for your fantasy squad going into the fantasy playoffs. So yeah, I, I saw that. And so um I you know I, I was I'm in a contract league and he happened to be on the waiver wire because it's a you know pretty shallow, shallow situation. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna throw a I'm gonna give him a, a two-year contract so I can actually get him, so I can win him, as well as instead of just doing the the week week by week. And uh, yeah. we'll see how it goes. He's on the bench. I'm not playing him this week. I got, you know, I got my boy Kirk Cousins and I got Geno Smith in there. But he's, you know, he's hanging out with Kenny Pickett on the bench. And if we need him this year, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play him. That's right. But, uh, you know, mine is is Hayden Hurst. And I was going to say the same thing. I know that Brad, you know, every, every week Brad's got something up for Hayden Hurst. So he's going to let me <laughs> do it this week. And, you know, tight end is a, tight end is a very volatile position. And you could go and chase Jelani Woods this week, and you maybe you're going to strike gold, or maybe Lightning only strikes once. <laughs> and so, you know, tight ends are just so hard to find. That's why it's such a premium for guys like a Kelsey. That's why everyone's so excited about Kyle Pitts. You know, if Kyle Pitts was a receiver, people wouldn't be as excited. But because he's a receiver in a tight end's body, everyone is excited about it. And the fact that you, you know, you know, you have such little to choose from at the tight end position. And even like guys that are good, you can't even count on them every week. So if you could get Hayden Hurst, he's not going to lose you the week. He's not going to win you the week. Hayden Hurst is not going to go out there and give you the type of performances of a Kelsey or a Kittle or even a Dalton Schultz. But he can offer you a safe floor, 9-10 points on a very good passing offense with a getting better defense, but it's still a subpar defense that typically has them in high-scoring games. And when everyone's focusing on Chase and everyone's focusing on Higgins, Hurst is just sitting there in the middle of the field like a nice little blankie for Joe Burrow, and he just you know he gets four or five for forty every week, and it's uh, nice, nice and simple. And he could be back on the Bengals next year. And he's, you know, I think he's proven himself the last few years where he's going to find his way on a roster and be a starting tight end because there's just so few of them to go around. Any more on tight ends before we talk about these free agent receiver or running backs that we continue to almost miss? <laughs> no, no, I'm good. All right. So let's just briefly talk about a few of these guys. Really want to make sure that everyone is just aware of the list because this, there's just a massive, massive list. And so I'm going to go through the entire list, and then, Brad, let's pick two or three to talk about. So okay. Saquon, Saquon Barkley, um, the, I have the list in order of our Dynasty rankings as of the time I wrote the article, which is three weeks ago. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. Uh, Josh Jacobs is 24. Saquon is 25. Uh, you have uh, Tony Pollard's 25. Miles Sanders is 25. David Montgomery's 25. Kareem Hunt is 27. Then you have uh, Alexander Madison, who's 25. Devin Singletary, 25. Rashad Penny's 26. James Robinson is 24. And then you have Damian Harris is 25. Jeff Wilson is 26. Raheem Mostert's 31. Daryl Henderson's 25. Jamal Williams is 27. You have Dearness Johnson out there at 26. Deonta Foreman at 26. Deion Jackson at 24. Kenyon Drake is 28. You have Latavius Murray at 32. And then Ronald Jones at 25. Those last couple maybe don't even deserve to be on the list, but there's a lot of, of implications. So like, let's talk about David Montgomery. David Montgomery is someone that, you know, he's going to be very, very good the rest of the year. He's going to get 20 plus touches, even on a bad offense. It's going to help if Justin Fields returns, but David Montgomery is someone that will be a free agent next year. He could resign with the bears. They have plenty of money. We've talked about it before. If he does, Khalil Herbert's there. You're probably going to see some of the same where they both kind of split the backfield. If he signs a one-year deal, that could be, you know, add a little bit of excitement for Herbert, but not too much. If he leaves, Khalil Herbert, if Khalil Herbert, if Dave Montgomery leaves and Khalil Herbert's a starting running back, how high is he move in your redraft rankings 2023? Uh, he'd probably be in the probably 15, 
ish, if I had to guess, somewhere in round yeah. 15. Yeah. So Khalil Herbert right now is someone that you could get for peanuts. Yep. I mean, two weeks ago, it was going to cost you at least a second round pick. I know I went and picked him up in a bunch of leagues, and then I was trying to do some trades, and everyone wanted Herbert. And so I know that I could have traded Herbert for at least a mid-second. I don't think I can get a mid-second right now. Probably an early third, maybe two-thirds. But Khalil and Herbert... that's a risk worth taking. If yeah. you can get him for a third, that's worth it. So I would suggest going out and getting Khalil Herbert. And if you have David Montgomery, even better. Because you could be in a situation where you have two starting running backs or you have both starting running backs. And they both were pretty good at the same time. Um, David Montgomery, we've talked about some landing spots. You've said, you know, Arizona would be a, a fun spot for him in that James Conner role, which James Conner, technically he's, he's under contract next year, but they could get out of it. He could go to some other teams. What are your thoughts about David Montgomery as, as a buy? Do you think that he's going to be a lead running back next year, regardless bears or somewhere else? Yeah, he's actually my buy. I, I put these guys in tiers a little bit, right? So when I looked at him, I said, okay, who do I think I would pay similar costs for? And I put Saquon and Jacobs in their own. I think Jake Josh Jacobs has worked himself into a monster running back deal. I think Saquon is going to get a monster running back deal, which is why I put those two. And I think Josh Jacobs ends up staying in Las Vegas, which is another reason why I traded for him on a contender today. Uh, but... Then I looked at those tier two guys, Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, and I said, okay, I think these are the tier two guys. These are the guys that most likely are going to get a quote-unquote starting job where they get 50% of the snaps or 60% of the snaps. That's what I foresee happening. That's what I'm going to forecast. But the cheapest out of the three is going to be David Montgomery right now. Tony Pollard, the hype is real. People think he's going to go and he's just going to be the starting running back. He's going to get 90% of the carries and the opportunities. That shit ain't happening. I, I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't going to happen. He, If he gets a contract somewhere other than Dallas, he's still going to split carries. He's not going to be the primary guy. Same thing with Miles Sanders. I think he's working his way into a, a team-friendly running back deal to stay in Philadelphia which is not really a situation that I'm super interested in. And David Montgomery, I think, is that guy that's hanging out there that may get a starting gig somewhere else. Somebody's going to pay him because he is a really good serviceable running back, but he's the cheapest one out of the group right now. So I'm going to go for David Montgomery because of that price point, and I think he's going to provide similar production as a Miles Sanders and as a Tony Pollard moving forward in future seasons. Yeah. And so, you know, we talked about it, how like we don't know where these guys are going to go. And that's what, you know, makes it so interesting. Um, you know, Alexander Madison is someone that's looked very good when he's had the opportunity, but he's barely had the opportunity. And it's not really because of his play. It's because he's behind Dalvin Cook, who has been a top five running back for most years. And so, if Alexander Madison goes somewhere and he is the top guy next year, like let's say Alexander Madison goes to the Buffalo Bills next year. And he's the starting running back for the Buffalo Bills. It's Dalvin Cook, not Dalvin Cook. It's Alexander Madison and James Cook instead of Dalvin. Do you like Alexander Madison as a top 15 guy, like you said, with Khalil Herbert? Not a chance. I I'm not that high on Alexander Madison, number one. And when you say as a bill, I'm even less interested because they don't really know what the hell they're doing. Well, let's take the bill out of the equation. If he's so, starting running back somewhere. I, I, I still don't. I, I just don't believe he's going. If he gets it, sure, I guess. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't personally think he's a starting running back, right? I, I just don't see it. I get it. He's had some opportunity. He's looked pretty good when given it, but if he was that good, he'd have more than no real opportunity when Dalvin Cook is an injury-prone guy, right? Like, I just, I'm not buying it. I'm not a guy that believes that he's going to be a starting running back, so I'm not going to buy him right now hoping that that's the case because if he gets signed as a backup somewhere, 
he's just going to be useless again. You're not going to get anything for him. He's not going to be sellable. He's going to be a handcuff that you hold hoping that the starter gets hurt. So I, I'm kind of steering clear of, of the Alexander Madison train right now. And Alexander Madison is someone that you could get for cheap. Nothing. Yeah. And yeah. so like, that's where I would take, you know, and we've talked about it before. I've, I, I've said, I've seen some times where Alexander Madison scored a touchdown and I'm like, Oh, Dalvin cook. And no, it's not Dalvin cook. I mean, they single digit number got the dreads. Obviously yeah. we're in the same <laughs> yeah. Jersey. Yeah. They look similar. And, and even going back to the year before when they had different numbers, I've thought he's, I thought he's looked, he's looked good, but any other running backs on this list interest you? Um, no, I don't think so. Dynasty perspective. Yeah, I think Jeff Wilson's interesting, you know, with with Miami going to get him and him basically coming in and immediately taking the bulk of the carries, right? He's getting the bulk of the work over Mostert, and then Mostert got hurt like everybody thought was going to happen anyway. So I think Jeff Wilson's really interesting. The problem is you're not going to get him as cheap as you should because he's looked really good the last few weeks, but he's the guy that I'm really kind of, uh, you know, I may actually be interested in a contending type situation to move a high third or a late second for him because there's a world he's the guy there again, right? It's very weird. I did not expect them to make that move, number one, uh, and go get him after he was waived by the, the 49ers, but it happened. So it's, it's interesting. Um, and we, we talked about it on the show. I, and I, I said they were going to go get a running back. You did. And you did. And so I thought they would be in the Kareem hunt and the Cam Akers sweepstake, but those, you know, those running backs were not traded, but you know, it was really interesting because Chase Edmonds was traded and then boom, the next move was there. And uh, you know, Chris Greer, the Miami Dolphins GM needs a lot of credit. He's done a fantastic job turning that team around. And, you know, it's one thing to tank and get a whole bunch of draft picks. It's another thing to make the right picks. And so he's done a nice job with that. And then, you know, Mike McDaniels was a nice hire, and he's been doing a great job. And he's a great uh, social media, like just watching all this stuff. Odd he, was talking, he was talking to Alec Ingold, and he was like, that thing you did where you made the guy miss, and he was like, uh, broken tackle? He's like, yeah, that was cool. He's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, it's like a, you know, someone said yeah. it's like it's like the the person won a Madden competition, and his 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 <laughs> prize was to coach the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I think Jeff Wilson's interesting. I think the Dolphins could make a splash next year and go get uh, one of these bigger running backs. I don't think like a Josh Jacobs or something like that, but I think a Tony Pollard would be interesting. Miles Sanders would be interesting going there. Um, I, I don't know if Dave Montgomery fits because they're looking for like their, their style of offense is looking for that one cut runner who is more of, you know, a little, little smaller, a little faster, got the burst and man, yeah. Tony Pollard in that offense would be electric. So, yeah. um, well, Hey, let us know what you guys think of our takes. Let us know what you guys, if you have any questions, please subscribe, please give us a like. And, uh, you know, if there's uh, you know, if there's any other questions, you can hit us up at SGPN Fantasy on Twitter. Uh, the game's about to start. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Let's get it. All right. Cheers. Good luck this season.